Welcome back to another episode of Hot Pizza Ass. I'm your host, Erin Darling-Taralba. On today's episode, I'm joined by Jamie Beebe and Jake Deptula, and they are the creators and the hosts of Strictly Stalking Podcast. Today's show is really interesting because it's a combination of personal safety tips, pieces of advice, things that they've learned from doing the show, and also the behind the scenes of the show itself, how they got started, and how they build a massive audience really, really quickly. If you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this very important episode with someone who might need the information. Without further ado, Strictly Stalking on Hot Pizza Ass. I have been following your journey and very clearly listening to the pod and learning so much about personal safety and stalking, but I want to talk to you guys about that as well. But first of all, I want to talk about the story of like, how'd you guys get paired up? I want to hear about like launching this podcast, why stalking is important to you. Like, how did this all come to be? This is Jake's favorite story. So <laughs> I'm just going to let him tell it. He loves. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. Uh, I was producing a movie for Lifetime and Jamie came on board as casting director. We, you know, we kind of hit it off, you know, it was a nice, you know, functional relationship. It was just, you know, whatever, but she did you know, amazing work. And I, I saw her kind of pedigree when it jumped in the casting world. So I was like, all right, this is gonna be cool. So we're on set and we're just talking about a few things. And all of a sudden we just started talking about serial killers. It just kind of came up, you know, Hey, you know, how's the weather? You know, it's this fun to be on set. You know, what is, who's your favorite serial killer? It's just like normal conversation. And so basically we start talking and then literally like the next day, Jamie brings me a serial killer coloring book. And I was like, okay, this woman gets me. I mean, it was like, I, I was so, um, you know, it's funny because everybody's reaction to this was like, is he, is he excited about the book or is he excited? Like the, everybody was kind of concerned because I'm a very kind of mild mannered. like, and Jamie will kind of attest to this. She's kind of the fun half of our, our partnership, and I'm the, the, the formality sort of, That's so sort of true. Thing. I, I yeah. am the fun half. I I'm just all fun. You're all fun all the time. And yeah, yeah. And you could get into that later. I'm sure there's plenty to discuss there. Uh, Jamie has amazing stories. And this is my only real story that I can tell because I don't have great stories. I just, I just, you know, I absorb and I know things, but bottom line is this, is that um, she gave that to me. And then we started like bonding and we started like developing, you know, a variety of true crime projects, um, which led to our partnership and our friendship. And then ultimately Jamie gives me a call one day and Oh, am I supposed to pick it up here? Yeah, that, is, this that's my, it, that's it. is that my cue? <laughs> well, is nobody like can my see this. I'm doing, I'm doing a circular motion with my fingers. Uh, I do that in the studio, but Jamie doesn't even look in my direction most of the time. So I'm literally just acting like a fool and getting that on camera. See? That's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. And then one day I called Jake. Uh, no, I called Jake and, you know, we are very different. And, um, you know, I, I'm very like, Oh, I can't think of this. Like, I can't do this. And my life is over. Like, it's the end of the world. I'm going to go lay in bed. Um, and so I called Jake and I was like, I really, really, really want to do a podcast. But like, everyone's doing the good murders. And so Jake being ever logical, he was like, well, you know, no one's doing stalking. And I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about stalking. Like, why would we do that? So I hang up. I'm mad at him, of course, you know, because he has logic on his side. And that just pisses me off. Um <laughs> So I hang up and I'm like, wait, there's like a whole crime that I legit don't know about. So I started just researching it, um, you know, and we started talking about it. And within a few days, we put together um, a deck and sent it over to cast. And they were like, 
yeah, we'll do your podcast with you. And I was like, wow, how do we do a podcast? (laughs) So wait, Jake, have you ever had a pod before? I have not. This is my first uh, entree into the pod world other than, you know, being an avid listener of true crime things. And Jamie, I both shared that. But no, first time, this is the first podcast I've ever done. Wow. Okay. So both you guys, you're, you send a deck to cast, which is a really big successful podcast network. And they were like, yes, on board. And all of a sudden you have to figure out what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Like we didn't really even have a format necessarily. Cause I was like, well, I guess we just go in and like, we talk. Right. Um, that's that's actually not, it's not that easy, surprisingly. Um, And it just, you know, we worked really hard on it for actually quite a while before we launched. And um, it took us a long time and a lot of mistakes until we finally found our format, which is really important for um, like the true crime genre, I think, like how we're doing it. Um, Like we have to kind of just be like similar every day. And like, you know, we had to make decisions. Like, are we going to try and find the stalkers and like talk to them? Are we, you know, just going to highlight victims are we going to tell the stories for them so ultimately we decided that you know it's not our story to tell um we definitely don't want to give the stalkers any additional um attention or anything at all you know we have, we don't want any platform for the stalkers like that's like the whole problem that we're trying to battle um so yeah so we just figured we would let the victims, you know, the survivors of stalking tell their own story in their own words and just hand them a platform. That's really awesome. I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. And, um, you know, I, what I really like is I think that it must be really hard for a lot of the people that you interview to tell these stories because I mean, you're essentially asking them to relive their trauma and it's for a really good cause because it brings awareness and also anyone like listening knows red flags and can familiarize themselves with, you know, what someone else went through and how they got out of that situation or how they reported it. But do you ever experience like interviewing someone and like they start to like clam up or they're not like really comfortable? Have you had to scrap episodes like that? Um, You know, we haven't scrapped any episodes like that, um, but sometimes we will, you know, take a longer time with interviewing and, you know, let them kind of work it out in themselves. Um, And, you know, it's really interesting because they are just reliving pure trauma. You know, a lot of stalkers, a lot of stalking incidents are also domestic violence, you know, or or some other type of violence. It's terrifying. Like you're being hunted by a human being. Mm -hmm. And as we know, human beings are the most hunt, they, they hunt the most, you know, we've destroyed our whole planet essentially by hunting. So yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of trauma and I think, you know, even for Jake and I just hearing it and, and have, and listening and helping other people through their trauma also triggers, you know, our trauma and have and, and doing it over and over is really, um, it's a, it's hard. It's hard to do that. So, you know, we just try and help people through it as much as we can and, and let them just deal with it in their own way. Um, and we also talked to them a lot beforehand. So they've kind of told us their story a few times. They're comfortable with us and we make sure, you know, they have, they can take out any parts of it. Like if they say something they don't want to say, we'll take it out. Like it's, you know, it's all up to them kind of. Yeah. And I know that once we're talking, I think like two weekends ago or something, Jamie, and you were telling me that the beginning before the podcast was like very successful, that it was hard to get people or to cast people to, to come on the show. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. I mean, what we, 
originally did was we kind of grabbed people that are already advocates of stalking, the people that are already in the news, people that have told their stories over and over um, because we didn't know how to really find people that were in hiding, you know, like yeah. there's people literally in, in, in fear, in hiding. They've, you know, they're not on social media anywhere. They're not, you know, no one knows where their address is like stuff like that. And we're asking them to tell their story, which is, um, you know, terrifying for them. And we do, we do have a lot of anonymous guests, you know, for their safety. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a crazy world, like oh. talking to these people and finding people. And most, most of our guests um, find it very therapeutic, Aaron, to share their stories because a lot of times, as, as you probably heard from different episodes, they're, they're not taken seriously sometimes by the police, um, members in their own family, you know, friends, um, or just being put in a position where they they want to get this out and they don't have to suffer in silence. And that's the one thing is that there's a kind of a community that we didn't anticipate building around the podcast because ultimately these are survivor stories. They're able to share exactly what happened to them. And a lot of times, most of these people are still going through this. It's not a three-act structure where it's just done. And I think that's the thing too. When you interview these people, a lot of times people are very used to getting this you know, beginning, middle, end story, but most of the times it's an open-ended thing. It's still going on. They're either in court, the, the person, let's say they've gone away for five years, they don't know if they're going to come back or not. So it's really a very valuable tool for them to share these things. And a lot of times it's like one of those things where, um, you know, we're sort of absorbing what they're telling us, what they're telling the audience. And ultimately, you know, we're just, we're just very grateful to be in the position that we can give them the platform to, to do so. And it worked out fantastic for us. It worked out fantastic for the people that come on the show, but also too, is to raise awareness. So if you have a friend that's being stalked or a family member, or you are end up being in a position where you're stalked, this is really tactical advice to understand what you could go through or what you could face if you were ever forced to deal with a stalker. Yeah. I want to hear about some of this tactical advice. Like if you were to talk to someone, if someone were to reach out to you and just say, Hey, uh, I think I might be in trouble. Like what advice would you give them? I mean, I think number one is document everything. Um, there's so many different types of stalking too. Like the intimate partner stalking, um, you know, that's, that's going to be a lot different than a stranger stalking you because a, they know everything about you already. They know, mm -hmm. you know, what's going to trigger you, what's going to be most fearful for you. Um, they know where you're going to be. They know, you know probably where you live and all those things. Um, so also with the intimate partner stalking, I think it's when you start documenting it, then it's, it becomes real. You can see it on a piece of paper, like, okay, this is really happening because you'll feel gaslit. Like it's, it's very, um, I think a lot of people feel really gaslit. Like, did that really happen? Like, is this person really here again? You know, you don't realize until you start writing down. So documentation is like first and foremost, because that's also what you're going to need when you do go to the police or, you know, when you do seek help, like if you have everything written out, like, Tuesday at four o'clock, I got 16 hangup calls or, you know, things like that. Then it's like, okay, this is what happened. It's all in order. It's online. So I think, you know, that's the number one thing that we always tell people. Yeah. I think, you know, based on Jamie's point in terms of the documentation, um, a lot of times when you present these to either police or if you ever have to go to court, um, it's all got to be in that linear journalistic fashion sort of thing, like almost like those bullet points, because ultimately that's kind of what the things they're going to respond to. 
Um, you know, most of the time when we go to the police, most people are very emotional because they've just either been, you know, faced with the crime or had to experience something in that in that way. So, um, but at the end of the day, it's like having all those materials and having all those things are are literally just going to back up, you know, everything you say. And I think that ultimately, you know, people a lot of times when they they're trying to come forward and they don't want to go to the police because they don't want to make it real. There's a certain hesitancy, not just because the police won't take it seriously or anything they potentially heard from our show, but that they don't want to admit to themselves that someone's actually stalking them. They'll make, you know, excuses, behavioral, you know, that's what trauma is in terms of like, it doesn't work in a linear fashion. It's always not rational. And that's usually what the stalker plays upon is trying to play those mind games with their victim, with the survivor, and ultimately finding a way to sort of, um, you know, play with their minds so much that they can't take an active position in order to combat the stalker. So that's what we, we've heard a lot of cases now about that, where they're like, I didn't want this to be real. So I'm not going to come forward yet. Fortunately, when we bring on them on the show, they're usually in a position where they've gone to the police. They've maybe even gone to court or they may have never even found their stalker. You know, the, the cloak of anonymity, unfortunately, with cyber stalking especially is a huge, you know, it's, it's blown out of proportion. And so trying to divide up those degrees between harassment, stalking, and everything in between is a very difficult thing. And I'm sure, Aaron, you, you understand, like in terms of dealing with that world, you being a personality, you being out there is trying to delineate between what's harassment, what's stalking, and what's, you know, what kind of abuse is, is coming in just, you know, from wherever it's coming in. Well, also, when you start documenting it, you can see the pattern. And that's what you need to show when you go to the police. You need to show that there is a pattern. So, you know, whatever that pattern may be, um, it just has to be continual stalking. Exactly. <laughs> For exactly. lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, not just once, <laughs> not a one-off. Has to be a pattern. Exactly. exactly. Not a one-off. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of like, I guess being a public person, one of the episodes that really uh, fascinated me was when you guys had Stephanie from 90 Day Fiance because she's, you know, a YouTuber. She's an influencer. She's been on a reality show, very public person. So that must have been really horrifying because that's also like her career you know it's like this is she is very confessional about her life and where she is and what she's doing um did you guys what'd you guys think about that episode jake <laughs> did i saw my, my yeah, mouth opening can, my mouth is, is you a can symbol go that i'll be talking like. um stephanie stephanie was a really interesting case because she had she'd been a public figure for a while and has she basically, um, which I guess most public figures do, she crossed a lot of different platforms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In terms of she does um, Instagram, uh, she does OnlyFans, she does, you know, there's a variety of things that she covers. So I think ultimately she's done a really good job dealing with, let's say, the first sort of level of harassment or internet trolls or things like that. But this one took it a much darker and deeper st- step further. So when she was in that position, she was fortunate that she got support from, from law enforcement and she was able to be put, but that doesn't always, and she knows how, how privileged in some ways she was to get to that point. But, um, you know, every time you check your, your DMS or your email and, and, you know, imagine feeling that, that is this going to be that person? Is that person going to, you know, you know, turn into IRL and, 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 you know, attack me, you know, those kind of things. Sorry, Jamie, I had to go, I had to go, I had to abbreviate, you know, try to be cool a little bit. You know how long it took me to figure out what IRL meant? Uh, (laughs) What does it mean? In real life. 
There you go. <laughs> done. Done. Okay. That we, we deserve an A for this uh, episode, Aaron, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but that being said is like, you know, so public personalities, you know, like her, she's been on TV and this are, are going to be used to a certain level, but this, her stalker took it a step further was basically, you know, uh, taking pictures of her home, uh, taking, you know, telling her what kind of car she drove, you know, so this person was so close. And even though she's got hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of followers globally worldwide, knew all this information. So this person was very exacting about his target. That's horrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. So when, yeah. when you guys interview people and you hear these stories and like you guys mentioned before, sometimes it triggers some of your own personal trauma. Like, do you have a routine, like a self-care routine? Like, how do you decompress? How do you kind of like leave the podcast work behind and go on your normal life per episode? Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. You know, I think it actually took me a little while to realize how deeply triggering it was for me personally. Um, and it's, you know. I've never been stalked, but I've been in, um, you know, domestic violence situations and so many, um, stalking victims also deal with domestic violence. So we do talk about that a lot in the show and, you know, it, it really only, I really only figured it out recently because I would do an interview and then I would be like angry when I got home and I couldn't figure out why. Cause I was just like, I, you know, I would just be angry all day and I'm like, I'm not really an angry person anymore. Like I've been pretty happy for, you know, happiness is a choice. Like I chose it. Like we're, we're pretty good. Um, but I would notice like when we would, you know, do, do these interviews, I would just come home angry and it, it just took me like a little bit of soul searching. And I was like, Oh, I think I'm just getting severely triggered, you know, because you know, my last relationship was so shitty. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of just dealing with that now. Um, I bought a hot tub and I think that's helping. <laughs> <laughs> it's rela lie. Relax all, all that trauma out of your body. Actually, that's a, it, that's a plus though. I mean, it, what you just said in terms of having you know, the social outlets, um, you know, it, it, and just to, since I'm talking, I'll bring it back to me. It's like, I, I tend to be like a bit of a workaholic, so I don't really um, I, I, I ingest a lot. Like when I hear these stories, my, my instinct, I don't know if it's being a male or just being a protector. And, and I just, I want to help. I want to do something. I want to just, you know, whatever. And knowing that my hands are tied and, and limited in terms of the information I can provide because they've already gone through so many different steps. But I think for me, it's like being in a position where, um, I just kind of want, I want to listen. I want to listen. I want to learn. And if I, if I, if, if just me sitting there, asking questions, absorbing what they need to tell me is enough for them, then it's enough for me. And I think that, you know, ultimately you, it, it's very difficult to weigh trauma. Like we can't sit here and say, well, yours is worse than mine or mine's better, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately having a very safe forum and having a place where you can talk freely and know that, that you're going to be respected and you're going to be put in a position where um, you're not going to be re-victimized. Re you're not going to be put in a position where it's not an interrogation. It's for us to learn. It's for us to share this information with our audience and truthfully amongst ourselves. Like, as Jamie said earlier, um, where we learn a lot. I mean, most of these, like if we are ever in any sort of position like this, obviously we have a, a certain encyclopedia of, of certain things, but that's not to tell how we, how the police or how law anybody would react to us going through this. You know what I'm saying? It, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yes. I think Jake and I also deal with things on um, 
very, very differently. And that really helps our interview style because like when I am triggered, when people are talking about things that are possibly upsetting to me, which is like so selfish on that level, but still it happens. Like I immediately shut down where Jake like leans in closer. Mm -hmm. Like I'll be like, Oh, okay. Like I can't, I can't handle it. Sometimes I just like shut it out a little bit while they're talking about like certain things when it hits too close to home. And then Jake will come in and be like, okay, we're going to help you out. Like I got, I can help you. Like, let's talk more about it. You know? Yeah. That must be really, really difficult. Um, I've definitely, even on my podcast, I've like cried talking to people or hearing what they have to say, or like, like you said, like feeling the feeling that comes with it where you're like, oh man, we lost Jake. You guys, Jake dropped out. (laughs) He'll come back. He'll come back. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I love that you guys are doing that. Did you, when you guys started out and you're kind of like, okay, so now we have a podcast idea, a network, we have like all the resources, we're getting ads and promotion from the jump. So what advice would you give someone that was going to be an independent podcast artist, maker, creator? (laughs) I mean, it's funny because a lot of people have asked that and I have no idea because like the company that we're with, they, they help us a lot. I mean, obviously they got everything off the ground. They really did so much for us. So I learned it more after the fact, like, you know, I'm trying to watch and see what they're doing. Um, Whereas everyone else has to like learn it as they're going. And so I didn't have to, like, I got like a different viewpoint of that. Um, So yeah, like, I mean, I say like, if it's, if it's just what you want to do, then do it. Like we didn't expect to be like, oh, we're going to like make money from our podcast. Like that was kind of not, I actually didn't think that would ever happen. Like either. So I was like, oh no, it's going to like pay us. Like, (laughs) you know, that's not going to happen. Like, we'll just figure it out as we go and hang out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, just do your, like with anything, do what you want to do and do your best at it. And as long as it's making you happy, then keep doing it. And I like how you guys didn't really hesitate. Like you had the idea and you made a deck and you just went for it. Like that's awesome. It was funny. Like from the time that like I called Jake to the time that cast said, hello, I think or like said, hello, said yes to us was about like four days. Cause I, (laughs) I'm the type of person, like if I'm interested in something, especially if like I'm mad about it. Cause I so mad that there were no murders left for me. Um, so yeah. So if, if I'm really interested in stuff then I'm like, I'm going for it. So I was like up like 18 hours a day, like working on this crazy deck that I've never made before. And um, so, yeah, a little obsessive, (laughs) probably not the best word to use for us, but yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like I I don't have, you know, a lot of advice for other people other than just like, do you think? (laughs) Well, it sounds like there's advice in there. I think the advice (laughs) I extracted is when you have a good idea, you just jump on it, like go on. Like, I like how you guys didn't even like second guess it. It wasn't like, let's overthink this. You just moved. Oh no. Jake overthinks everything. Oh really? Yeah. That is true. (laughs) Um, I am a, a I I basically, I'm slow to decide, but once I decide I commit, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, like I'm very slow with that. Jamie commits and then figures out what she committed to. Exactly. That is so true. I couldn't have said it better. Like, I, like Jake overthinks every word he says where like, I constantly have people telling me like, do you think about what you say before you say it? I'm like, no, not at all. Just comes right out. 
the magic of editing. That's what we have here. Oh, luckily, yeah, this is not a this is not live, right, Aaron? I, obviously, because of my my bailing out <laughs> mid like normally in the studio, if Jamie doesn't want to hear me pushes a button and then I'm just done. You know what I'm saying? The episode's kind of like that's what just happened here. So I, I thought you had gotten inherited that from Jamie, that technology. Oh my gosh. I do oh. edit Jake out a lot. <laughs> do, so you edit the podcast? Um I do usually the first um like paper cut, mm-hmm. um paper edit, whatever it's called. <laughs> I really don't know technical terms. Uh and then all the editors or editor Matt, I guess there's just one. <laughs> he, he does the rest. Um, but yeah, that's only because I'm really kind of controlling in certain things. And I don't like my voice. And a lot of people um, complain about my voice on all the reviews. So I try to take out like my voice. Sometimes. Well, I don't like that people are complaining about your no. voice. I, mean, I know it's, it's, your so voice. Like, it's so like off topic. Like people are like, sobbing and like being hunted and and like slow death and they're telling us about it and then our reviews are like i really hate that girl's voice i can't believe you let her on it i'm like let her on it like it's out of it no bitch no (laughs) i created it it's it's voice shaming to the to the 10th degree and it's it's really unfortunate and i think that it does um mask like jamie's voice is amazing like there's no like I, i wish that people would spend the time really understanding the content a little more and listen behind, yeah. you know, behind the words. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's, you can't, you can't predict what people are going to pick at, you know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, we've had plenty of reviews. They've gone after me too. So, you know, at this point we're, uh, at least, you like know, what, the, Jake? no, no, no. Like, Oh, you guys both suck and this and that. And who gave these people a mic? And then we have the personality. <laughs> we have the personality of two vanilla yogurt cups or non-fat. Yogurt oh my cups. God. Non-fat. <laughs> yeah. Non-fat vanilla yogurt cups. We have, that was we have a good no substance. One. Yeah. You know, what's one, so but, funny. Um, yeah. Sorry. What are you going to say, Jamie? No, well, I please. just say like, I think that the reason people make fun of our personalities on our reviews is because it's not that type of show. It's not our platform. Mm -hmm. You know, we literally try to hand it over to the person that we're interviewing because like, do you want to, do you want my opinion about your stalker? Like, no, like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just super wrong. I don't know, but I feel like, like my random opinion about you getting kidnapped is not going to be nearly as, um, you know, informative of you telling me how you were kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> so no. we are a little quieter during the thing. And I think a lot of people think that's weird. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with you. And it's interesting because there's like some podcasts in the genre where it's like the people are the storytellers, but then like sometimes that's not the format. And I don't think people that leave those reviews are really digesting that. Like, this is not your format. This is a choice. Like you're doing it like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, And also like my personality is not like serious. Like I would make jokes. Like, do you want me to make jokes? Like during, like, that's like my personality, especially when I'm uncomfortable, I'll make really shitty jokes. Like that would be pretty inappropriate during the podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we have a little bit of a tendency to leave our personalities out. Although our ads are getting really good and there's a lot of personality in them. <laughs> really? What's the best ad? Have you ever had to do a weird like product Jeez. that you didn't want to talk about? I mean, you don't have to name the product, but like. <laughs> no, but like we do somewhere like it's probably awkward for Jake because we're like, oh, this bra is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or like we have period cups coming, which I'm really excited about. Um, I don't I don't know what Jake's doing with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting that one out. <laughs> um, not to dis- 
disparage the brand at all, but I, I, and that's not even something I could use. Like before I was like, oh, you know, you give out stuff if you're like dating somebody or whatnot and yada, yada, yada. But it's like, I can't give out a bra to somebody at this stage because I'm not dating anyone. And then ultimately what's that? Well, you can't, but then a period cup, that's even for, I don't even know what kind of feedback I'm going to get. Yeah. You really have to to be dating. Although it's a period cup that you can have sex with. You can have sex on the period cup. Okay, yeah. hold on. I've never done well, a period cup. That's a key benefit. No, I haven't I'm not, either. I'm really curious about how does it stay well, in place? It, I'm about to find out. <laughs> I, yeah. need a, I need a, you're, you're, like a week or two, and then the I'm going to totally let you know. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. I want to know about this product. That sounds. It's so a little bit of timing on that, Erin. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, good, good. I can't wait to learn more. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> That must be fun. That sounds really, it sounds like things are really going well for you guys. Let's so, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, yeah we're, we're well, grateful. We are. And I, I think also though, like all jokes aside, like, I mean, I can see how we're helping people. Like they call, they, when they call us or when they talk to us or just when they email us and they're like, you know, I can't talk about my story. It's too traumatic, but listening to your podcast each week helps me heal. Like just the one email from the one person, like kind of, you know, that makes it all worth it. So that's the main thing, not just period cups. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> when you guys, when you had this concept, cause I know that, you know, this stemmed from bonding over true crime and serial killers and then kind of shifted into stalking. But when it shifted in that direction, did you ever like see yourselves becoming like, you're kind of like the voices of, you know, advocacy for this, for stalking. Like, are there other stalking podcasts that have followed in suit? Or are you guys the only one? I don't think there's any that just do stalking. I mean, yeah. a lot of crimes cover stalking because, you know, stalking many times, unfortunately, leads to murder. So they'll cover that um, or they'll cover just like sensationalized stalking cases mm-hmm. where, um we cover all the cases, like not, it doesn't have to be in the news. It doesn't have to, you know, it's nothing like that. It's just like legit, like what happened, you know, and, and how you're dealing with it. Yeah. So there are there a couple out there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go for it. Oh, sorry. Uh, there are a couple out there that have tried to kind of you know, get into the world, but they're a little bit more clinical and textbook. And so I think that part of what people like to hear about this podcast, and it, it's true, like initially it is really the guest platform, but I think as we grow into the position that you just named us as sort of being the go-to, let's say, within the podcast world, is that people want to know um, more about us and it, our relationship to the guests. So I think that they, it's less about facts and figures and a little more about, you know, feelings and sort of, um, you know, functioning in a world that they can combat these stalkers ultimately. So I think that, you know, even with, you know, the commercials and everything else we do, I think it's a strong suit because, you know, people want to be able to relate to us. They want to, they want to, because otherwise it's just, we just have the stories there, but people do, I think, are appreciating the interaction. Um, some do, some don't, but I think it's ultimately, you know, again, a great platform for people to come forward and share their stories. Yeah. What advice would you give someone, like, if you think you have a friend that's being stalked and maybe they're in denial or something, 
what would you say to them? I, I would say this. I would say the, the first thing, again, what you can do is we, we have on our, on our Instagram, we have a link tree with, with various hotlines, various different you know, degrees that they can like walk you through different websites to kind of understand like what are the, what's the criteria, let's just say, of, of being stalked versus something like, oh, somebody's checking out my Facebook or my Instagram versus you know, actively on, on a course for, for, for stalking someone. So I think ultimately a friend could share that information. But I also think this too, is I think that having the friend there to be able to um, talk, that's the number one thing. Communicate. If you ever feel that you're being stalked, harassed, or anything in between, communicate it. Get the story out to someone verbally, send emails, do things that will ultimately document the conversation, even if you can't necessarily you know, document um, uh, what's going on. Because sometimes it's like, in, you got to trust your instinct. You got to trust your gut and, and put yourself in a position. Like I always say this, we, we do uh, at times, you know, caution over courtesy. And it's a tough thing because you got to be put yourself in a position where most most of these cases, people had had instinct and they went against it and they excused it. And they said, well, it, it couldn't happen to me. Maybe I'm overthinking it. It doesn't always happen like that. Based on our guests' makeup, it, it, there's no consistency in someone who's being stalked. There's no consistency whatsoever, other than primarily women at this point, but all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just to, that's so true. Like literally anyone can be stalked. It's not anything that you've done. It's just such a, crazy way to become a victim it's almost like a car accident you know do you think it's random do you think that's the biggest misconception about uh people who are stalked that they that it only happens like certain people or like yeah i think so and i think that's why it's so hard um to see it when you're being stalked you know another crazy thing that we've that we've seen a lot about victims of stalking is that it's they're ashamed like people have like a lot of shame with it for some reason and I just obviously there's there's no reason for that because it's nothing that you've done you know um so it's it's kind of such a strange way to feel when you're the victim and you're being hunted and there's a lot of victim shaming too of course but um but yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about stalking and that's kind of what we're trying to do is just bring that awareness. Like I said, when we started the podcast, I didn't even really know what stalking was. I was just like, oh yeah, like Justin Bieber fans. Like, I don't know, you know, like, so I'm like, wait, if there's a whole crime I don't know about, then like other people don't know about it too. Like, let's get the awareness out there. Yeah, for sure. When I think of stalking, I think of like, you know, like Rebecca Schaefer, like I think of like celebrities and like, you know, really stuff like that, like a crazy person. And, um, but I I don't necessarily always think of like, like the day-to-day person that's getting stalked by an ex or someone that's mad at them or someone that online is just being, or it could be like, you're in, you're in line at the bank and someone sees you and it triggers something and then they stalk you. I mean, that's more rare than like, somebody who you've dated stalking you or something like that but it happens you have no idea how when or who I'm really glad that you guys are doing this work and bringing awareness and you know education really like a platform to these voices and to the people that have experienced this because I'm sure it's really really horrible for them to go through that it is what's next are you guys going to expand your brand are you going to write a stalking 
book? What, what, what's going to happen? Is I feel like there's an empire here that's ready to sprout. <laughs> We're trying to make an empire. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a couple other, we have another podcast, um, a couple other podcast ideas that we're working on, um, like more of a series type of thing. Is that what it's called? Like a short series? It'd be like a limited series. Limited series. Thank you. Oh, nice. Like Um, one following one story or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So we have like some things that we're kind of trying to work on. Um, and you know, we have some films we're trying to get produced and, yeah, we're trying to just build a little empire with our tiny little company. <laughs> Good. I, 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 yeah, no, it, it's it's actually really exciting because we're we're in a position where you know we've kind of found a certain you know uh, comfort level in in what we're doing, and it it kind of helps for us to be out there visible. And I, I I come from the producing world, and you know that's how obviously Jamie and I met. Um, you know, uh, and I, I kind of would you, Jamie, would you say I coerced you into producing? Would you say that <laughs> there was some hesitancy? It was like, I just want to cast, just bring it out. Yeah. I want to cast. And then, but I, I'll tell you in terms of being, you know, someone who's, you know, let's see in front of the mic versus in front of the camera uh, is that it kind of lends a certain, for lack of a better term, like let's say credibility, at least in terms of presentation. And you know this, Aaron, obviously. Um, and I think for us is like, even with the projects we're doing, it's interesting because we're finding ways to use our POV, how we're dealing with the podcast and give other um, stories like a voice through that POV, basically give it to stories you may have never heard before and hearing them from the victims, from the survivors, you know, finding unique ways and unique POVs to tell the story using what we've kind of learned from the podcast and getting out there because, you know, everybody's like, well, there's so many like, you know, Ted Bundy projects or so many this and that, but there's a reason, not only is there a rabid, you know, fan base and a fascination with it, but everybody finds a new POV. So we're kind of, you know, with our company creative and depraved, we're trying to find a way to, you know, sort of sharpen up our POV and present what we know and what we want to see ultimately into theaters, um, VOD, uh, any streamers, anything like that. So that, that was my push for the company. Yeah. What he said, <laughs> creative <laughs> and depraved. I'm, I'll be, you guys are going to be on my radar to be watching all the stuff. Oh, you thank made. you. Yeah. Thank so you. thank you guys so much for joining the pod. It's been so much fun to have you, you here. Um, are there any final thoughts or pieces of advice that come to mind that we didn't cover that someone should, someone's listening to this because they love your pod, something that they should hear? What do, what do you want to say um, to them? I have nothing. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. This was really fun. Thank you so much yeah. for having us on. Um, and uh that's all I have. <laughs> Aaron, would you allow a plug for the for the uh, the Instagram for the podcast in case anybody's you know dealing with a stalker or anybody wants to reach out and share their story with us? Yes, tell them where to follow. Right. You if you on Instagram, you can go to strictly stalking pod or you can email us at strictly stalking pod at gmail.com. And um, you know, we again we appreciate you bringing us on this show. Congratulations to everything that you're working on. And, um, you know, again, we're, we're in that position where we're just very grateful to be here. And, uh, and we thank you. Yeah. Jake's awesome. so formal. Like he does it so <laughs> right. He's like, Oh, let me like give out our email address. And, our, and I'm like, no, I don't have anything. I'm super good, but that was fun. <laughs> Keep, peace out. Peace out. I'm done. I got, I got a social life. That whole yeah. Thing. Well, yeah. No, Aaron, think- Aaron has to come over for the hot tub now. So we have to go. Yeah, okay. Is that what's going on? <laughs> 
I'm always down for the hot tub. Um, but yeah, and, and if any listeners are listening to this currently and they would like to share a story, would that be the best place to get in touch with you if they email you or reach you on the socials? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Great. All right, guys, follow Strictly Stalking. Go hit them up on IG. Listen to their podcast. Please leave a nice review. Don't be mean and talk about anyone's voices or say that they're yogurt. Like what? Well, with non-fat, non-fat <laughs> yogurt cups is is that's I'm non-fat gonna put that vanilla. Some, oh, vanilla. Yeah, we're because we're we're plain Jane and we have no substance because we're non-fat. Uh, but yeah, we, we don't do really promote bad reviews, but that one has a special place in our, in our realm at this point. So that, that's when you don't forget. I'm more like a fortune cookie. Like, you don't know what you're going to (laughs) get. Something's going to happen though. Something's going to (laughs) happen. I would say C4. I would say C4, but, but it's, uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening to Hot Pizza Ass Podcast. If you liked this episode, please give us a review on iTunes or share this episode with a friend, especially if you think they need some information about stalking or personal safety. And really, don't we all? Thank you guys for your love and support. Please go to patreon.com slash Aaron Darling if you would like to contribute financially to the growth of this podcast. If not, just spread the word. See you guys next time. I'm Aaron Darling Taralva.